Master, where are you? Master! Oh, Jesus, where is he when you need him? Hello? Steve! I'm here! Where have you? In the hot tub room! Oh, okay, I'll be right there. Master, what are you doing? Dave, what does it look like? I'm sitting in my hot tub entertaining our guests for Halloween! Our guest? Yes, don't be rude, say hello. Hello, what am I saying hello to? What is this thing? You're saying hello to Mr. Blob. No. I am soaking no, in here. No, listen. This is, this is a bad idea. This is what I came to warn you about. I saw this thing. This big blob of red goo oozing through the hallways. How now I dare see you, you, you? That is our guest, you Mr. Blob. You put it in Blob a tub and you are here. soaking in it. Yes, he's very relaxing. I've heard... But he says he's a little peckish. Get in. No. That's right, kids. It's time for late seating with your special host, me, Mr. Spooky, and my sidekick, Steve. That's me. I'm also kind of spooky. That's right. And now it's time for the Halloween show. So you're stuck with these us two motherfuckers who are going to put spooky movies right up your nose. Yes, whether you like it or not. That's right. You can't especially get away if you from don't it all like month. it. That's right, he likes holding them down and I like shoving them in. Don't ki don't kink shame. <laughs> it's our thing, we have to be allowed to do it, it's a kink, okay? That's right. Stop it, we're monsters, we don't ask for permission. We're evil, right? screw you people. That's we're, right. We're bad dudes. We're very bad, bad men. That's right, first tip off, spooky castle, got that? Got it. Second tip, tip off, spooky laboratory, got that? Third tip off. Very spooky guest bathroom. Oh, do we have it cleaned in there for years and years? I don't think we've ever done it. No. Well, you wanted me to once, and I said I did, but I didn't actually. Well, good for you. Thank you. I'm glad you didn't. Because I'm evil. I don't do it, I'm told. Look, eerie green fog coming out of a room just doesn't happen by itself. No, it takes years to build up. That's right. Hey, kids. You know, that's what happens to black mold if you don't get it treated right okay, away. Okay, the bit is over. Okay, sorry. What, we talked about this during our improv class I'm sorry. back at the community college. We were going to try to strengthen the two times we get to do the show. And you said you were going to yes-end, but now you just trail on in a I, monologue. I thought I was yes-ending. I apologize. No, you're, you're, you're just hugging the spotlight. Sorry. Now I don't even feel like doing it. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. Well, now I get your permission. Who's the master here? You. That's right. So if I tell you to shut up, yes, what and are you now I will shut do? up. Good. Hey, kids! It's Halloween time again, and that means spooky movies. That's why you have to contend with us. And Steve, what spooky movie are we going to be reviewing for this Halloween episode? Oh, we are going to review the classic creature feature monster movie from 1958, and it is called. The Blob. Oh, what an unfortunate name. The Blob of he's, what, you ask? I don't know. He's more than a blob. <laughs> is it just a big... Might, it's a blob. That's all it is. A big blob. Is it okay for you, maybe? To me, he is an extraordinary uh, amoebic uh, creature from another planet that just wants to eat and maybe hang out. No one gives him a chance. Oh, you're such a nerd. 
<laughs> you watch it. You said. I'm sorry. You said you weren't going to do that. Yes, you know, and he's from outer space. The legs. Okay, this isn't a yes and situation. You just basically called me a nerd I'm right confused. here on the show. How would I like to call you a chronic masturbator? Well, you're only saying what everybody already suspects. Every time I turn a corner in the goddamn castle, there you are. You don't even come up with a reason for it. You're just doing Who it. Who needs a reason? It's probably your open-faced sandwich girlfriend. How dare you? <laughs> That's a pull from two years ago, I think. <laughs> I don't even remember if we established that she had a name. Um, we did not, oh, I don't think. Okay. We just established that she cleans the sewers in the village, and her face looks like an open face. <laughs> okay, well then, her name is Alicia. Great, sure. there it is. Canon, everybody. It's now, Steve's, your name is Alicia. Steve's it's a horrific plate of food that is his Now, girlfriend. come on, be nice, master, come on. Who are you talking to? You be nice. Okay, Seriously? you're right. We we did a whole bit about how evil we are. Okay, never mind. That's right. And also, when we went to relationship counseling, you agreed that I'm the bad one and you're the nice one. Well, that's why I think that would be everybody's take. Yes. So don't tell me to be nice. Okay. It's against my character. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'm nice to you sometimes. I know. When you get scared because you hear the noise outside the castle, I let you climb into I know. my coffin bed. I thought, and then I have to spoon with you until you calm down. I thought it was that's El- nice. I thought it was Alicia coming to get me. Yeah, I know. I would do that too. We'd have to fucking move if I thought Alicia was coming for me. And normally I'd just bite her neck and drain all her blood. But where is where her neck? She... Her head just kind of connects to her no, torso. No, there is no neck. No neck. Speaking of things with no neck, the blob. Oh yes, the blob. That's right. Hey, Steve. I'm going to take this elixir. Okay. Because I think, for the most part, the audience has been driven mad <laughs> by these accents. We've killed okay? a bit already. Time to go to... That's right. Yes. Okay, here we go. Okay. And remember, guys... It's only when it works intermittently. <laughs> we might come back every once in a while. For no reason other than Jason feels like talking like that again. Okay, here we go. Steve. Yes. Yes, my friend. Do you have any trivia for the movie The Blorb? It just so happens that I looked up some trivia before we started recording this. Good for you. And if you like. Working at the last minute. <laughs> and if you like, I can share it with you. I would like. Okay. Please give me some trivia here, for the blob. Here is some trivia for the blob. So, uh, Steve McQueen, for, for most of his career, did not like this movie. Um, he, uh, in fact, would usually refuse to even discuss it if people asked him about it in interviews. He was not, uh, at least from all appearances, he was not happy to have been in The Blob, which was his feature film debut. But then... Steve McQueen. Yes? Yeah. Yeah, keep going. Okay. But then, after he died, they saw that in his bedroom, he had a poster of the blob hanging in his room. Do you know why he had a poster of the blob? Because he loved it so much. He was a struggling actor when he accepted the role. Yes. They paid him $3,000 to act in this movie. Yes. But he took 10% of the gross. So he got got more more than (laughs) $3,000. 
Yeah, he got a lot more than three thousand fucking dollars. He got a lot of money. I'll tell you right now. I'll jump to the end. Adjusted for inflation, this movie made thirty-seven point eight million dollars. It was a huge hit. It was a huge. It hit. was th- so. Well, th- this wasn't actually on my trivia list, but I happen to know this. Uh, it was such a huge hit that it, it was originally released as the the uh, the the B movie in a double bill. Mm-hmm. But it and was, then they flipped it, was it so, very quickly. Yeah, it was so popular that they made it the A. They made it the A movie because that's the one mm-hmm. that everybody loved. The the uh, huh the unique movie that's in color is going to overshadow weird. the drab repeat movie in black and white. So weird. Um, uh, no. Yeah, but uh, give me more trivia. Okay. Okay. So, um, so not only was the movie itself very popular, but. Uh, the song that plays over the opening credits, "Beware." Did you have to "Beware of the Blob"? Became a hit, and I was going to make a joke here about how, of course, it yeah. about how, of course, it became a hit back then. It was the fifties, but then I remembered that just this year, Agatha all along became a hit. So <laughs> I guess we're no better than our parents. It's sad. No. Um. It's not sad. It's not, I like it's that not song. Sad. I like that. I like both songs actually. I like Agatha all along. And I, I hate like the blob no. song. Mm-mm. I like the blob song. Someone slipped a note. Make it satiric. Why? Just do it. <laughs> just, just shut up. You want the job or don't you? And Burt Bacharach said, "I enjoy money over everything." Take and they just gave him money and said, "Come up with a campy blob song." <laughs> Give me the money. Here's your stupid song. Enjoy it. And what does the blob do? I don't know. It, it creeps. It leaps and, and creeps. Glides and slides across the floor. It dissolves people in its goopy mass. <laughs> it's just a. It's a. It's an unstoppable roving mass of murder. That's right. It's fun. Oh, okay. I'll make a campy fun song out of that. <laughs> it's like I, from your tone, I don't think I should be aware of the blob. I'm sorry. It just doesn't sound that intimidating. <laughs> All right. Uh, last, fine. Last piece of trivia. It better goddamn will be. Oh, you got here! He comes. He's coming out. He's getting annoyed. That fucking song. (laughs) So, the blob itself in the movie is a mass of silicone that has been dyed red, and and it was made to appear to move by putting it on a table where a camera had been mounted, and then moving the table, and it would sort of roll and ooze away from or toward the camera, and that's how it looked like. Not bad. You know. Not a bad effect. No, it's a, it's a really cool effect, actually, because, you know, there's no means, there's no obvious means of locomotion. You can't see strings or anything. You know, it just seems to be rolling on its own, and that's because they were just tipping the surface and making it roll. Um, yep. And then they could mat in, you know, the background or whatever else they needed for the shot later. And the actual blob still exists. And uh, yeah, it, it won't die. They, uh, they, they keep it in a five-gallon bucket. It's not actually all that big, you know. Um, it's it fits in a five gallon bucket and occasionally a bucket yeah a five a, 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 a bucket of blob yeah one of the greatest monsters to ever appear on on the scene oh I see and he lives in the goddamn bucket oh I see you you would rather he, that Hollywood for you you would huh? you think he belongs in a say I don't know a hot tub huh you put him in the hot sure, tub with a you. hot tub a glass something nice you, you know put him on display. That's right. Just look like a Let big. The people see it. Just look like a fish tank full of jelly. Full of goop. Yeah. Why not? Gross. It's better than the bucket. Well, wh- Probably they washed out all the macaroni and cheese from the bucket, and then they've just dumped them in there. 
Where do you unceremonious? Where bastards. are you? Where are you getting five gallon buckets of macaroni and cheese? I have a catering license. I know you can buy a bucket. They sell it of by macaroni the and that cheese. Must, the quality must not be very high, master. If you're getting the a quality five- is fine. No one is going to go. Oh, I loved everything, but the macaroni and cheese <laughs> tasted bucketed. It's no one has ever said. Yeah, you have probably not bucket. a single time that you have eaten macaroni and cheese that you did not macaroni. What did I say? I can't. Macaroni salad is what I meant. Oh, not that's different. I still would not I'm eat kidding. macaroni salad out of a five gallon Well, you bucket. have. You have. have. You just didn't know. Oh, you son of a was bitch. Bucketed. Where did you think that macaroni and cheese came from for your birthday you two fed years me, ago? You fed me bucket macaroni? It was more than just the mac- macaroni oh, that was bucketed. Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't want to fight about I, this. You liked it at the it time. It was fine. I'm know. just disappointed more than mad, you know? You know, when you go to the grocery store and you buy macaroni and cheese in the little tiny containers. Yeah, I don't buy it out of the five-gallon containers, bucket. And those containers are called buckets. You are a liar. They make it fresh at the deli. And now one of my close personal friends lives in one, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize you were that close. Um, you you do not know all of my friendships. Okay, okay, fine, fine. Obviously, you've been keeping things from me all these years. Yeah, okay, fine. I have been, but I live with you. Okay, fine, whatever. All right, we're fine. good. Finish hey. your bucket story. Okay, you'll be happy to know that occasionally they bring him out of the bucket. Two hundred years living together, and I get this bullshit. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. favorites. I live with you, motherfucker. And you are not. You are not someone hey. that is easy to live with. Oh, okay. I'm easy. I'm not easy to live with. Okay, whatever. Do I need to bring up the chronic masturbation thing again? I told you it feels good. I know it feels good. I'm not dead from the waist down. Okay. I'm just saying I would like to be able to get up at the crack of of sunset and be able to walk around in my slippers and have a nice cup of tea without, you know, interrupting something. You know. You're not interrupting anything. Have I ever scared. You're not interrupting anything. Have I ever stopped? No, you stare at me and continue, which is the worst part. But you make eye contact. I don't want to be rude. Yeah, I don't know. It's okay. You know, looking away would be, you know, polite. Making direct eye contact makes me feel afraid. When you look away from someone is disrespectful. You look them right in the eye, so you know that you no. acknowledge that they are there. Not while you're jerking your curtain. Who makes and these rules? We've... Who makes these rules? I do. It's my castle. All right, fine. I will look away next time you walk in on don't me during my. Don't make me put you into another throne. All right, fine. Thank you. Anyway, bucket story. They pull the blob out of the bucket every once in a while. As it's like dance monkey. To, p- <laughs> to put the blob on display in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, as a part of the town's annual Blob Fest celebration. Oh, hooray! Yeah. Good day. So the only time the blob tastes freedom is to be mocked at by children. Okay, so you want the them to fest. so you want them to you, they just let the blob go around loose and kill people. This and keep the blob which side do you think I'm going to follow? Keep the blob in a bucket so that it can't go around and kill people and become the size of a house again, okay? And let it s- 
starve for a year and the only sustenance it gets are the apples that are thrown at it by local children. Or maybe they just dump some buckets of macaroni salad on it because apparently that's the best way to make it. Ridiculous. (laughs) Oh, oh no, I went to the store the other day and I got fried chicken in a bucket. Oh, you mean like a little bucket from KFC? No, I mean a fucking five-gallon bucket of fried chicken. It's delicious. Come on. Who who eats this way? We only get two shows a year. Do we have to fight? I'm sorry. Do we have to fight? I'm sorry. Please, trivia. That's it. That's all the trivia I have. No, thank God. Thank you. All right. Are you ready for my part? Yeah, do it. Okay. It was directed by Irvin Yeworth. Nothing. I mean, he made a couple other movies, but nothing very noteworthy. Written by Kay Lineker, who has written a lot of B-movies, but again, nothing super special. She was also an actress, and she did some other stuff. Again, nothing noteworthy. And it was also written by Theodore Simonson. Nothing. (laughs) This one's actually pretty good. There's a lot of nothing in this one. Story by Irving Milgate. Nothing. Hmm. Produced by Jack H. Harris. Nothing. How about that? Starring Steve McQueen as Steve Andrews, and you know him. He's that cool guy. Everyone says he's cool. But not a single person, I think, can name one movie that he's been in (laughs) other than The Blob. But, I mean, he was in The Sand Pebbles and Bullet. Bullet, yeah. Tom's Crown Affair. The Getaway. Uh, mm Mm-hmm. Anita Corso. Is it Corso? I think that's how I would pronounce it. Yeah, yeah. As Jane Martin. And you know her from the Andy Griffith show, if that's your bag and you like watching Andy Griffith. Hey, Steve. Yeah? How old is Steve Andrews in this movie? <laughs> how old is he? How old He's is supposed he? to be like 17, I think, right? How old was Steve McQueen when he made the movie? He was 28 going on 64. <laughs> He looks like he's in his mid sixties. He looks like one of your dad's friends. Yes, playing a teenager. You know, like, playing a teenager, and the same goes for Anita Corso. Yes. She was well in her twenties. She was playing seventeen. Both of them look like mom and dad. Oh, totally. They look like a mom and dad the whole time. Um, also starring Earl Rowe as Lieutenant Dave Barton. Nothing. Olin Howlin as Barney the old man who dies. And he's been in tons of stuff. He was oh, he was old school Hollywood. Um, Stephen Chase as Dr. T. Hallen, nothing. John Benson as Sergeant Jim Burt, nothing. George Karras as Officer Richie, nothing. And Lee Payton as Kate the nurse, nothing. nothing. <laughs> what? It gets better. Cinematography by Thomas E. Spaulding, nothing. Edited by Alfred Hillman, nothing. Uh, music by Ralph Carmichael, who did the score, who doesn't usually make scores for movies, so nothing. <laughs> and Bert Bacharach, who I wish I could say nothing, but Aww. he... Oh. He's written a few songs. He's written a few songs that your grandma and grandpa liked. If you have, if, if your grandparents had a music box when it opened, you heard a Burt Bacharach song. That's right. When you opened it up and you grabbed any record, it was a Burt Bacharach record. That's right. And if you go way, if you go way into the back, you'll find the Dirty Comedy albums. Ooh, that Burt Bacharach did? Yes, that Burt Bacharach did. <laughs> I think I'm going to go a little blue tonight, ladies and gentlemen. It's not raindrops falling on oh, your head. Oh, dick, dick, pussy, pussy, dick, dick, dick. <laughs> I was like, oh my. Wow, it gets dirty fast. 
<laughs> he said dick twice in a row. It didn't even rhyme. <laughs> of course, I should have been... He just got up there and started naming Naughty Body parts. I should have been tipped off when the title of the album was Burt Bacharach Swears Indiscriminately. Here's my next song. It's It's a bit of a... It's a bit of a breakaway for me. I'm, it's called Dick Goes in the Pussy. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> you actually listen to it, though. It's really, I mean, the melody to that is beautiful. The, the lyrics are pretty raw, but the melody is just beautiful. The melody is, yeah. Lilting yeah. piano. I mean, come on. <laughs> As he got older, his dirty comedy albums became more obscure and very graphic. <laughs> <laughs> they got more graphic after Dick Goes in the Pussy. <laughs> Let's see what's on this one. Oh, grab my balls while you fuck me. <laughs> <sighs> Grandma, Grandpa, what are you doing in there? Listening to records, fuck <laughs> off. Leave us alone. We have lives, too. <laughs> Production companies, Fairview Productions, Tony Lynn Productions, and Valley Forge Films. Because this movie was filmed where, Steve? Mostly in Valley Forge, Pennsylvania. Southern Pennsylvania, that's right. right. Not in Hollywood at all. But they also shot all of it at fucking night, so they could have shot it on the goddamn moon, and we wouldn't know that it was not in Hollywood. Because everything felt like a set. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it was filmed in Philadelphia. That's right. You heard me. (laughs) It's distributed by Paramount Pictures, and now it's distributed by Sony Pictures Television, because Sony bought it. Because Paramount lost the rights, and then Sony bought them. Because that's how the movie industry works. Running time, 86 minutes. Ah. And only three quarters of that are people talking at each other. (laughs) (laughs) Only three quarters? Mm -hmm. And half of that is just people saying the name Steve. (laughs) You must love this I loved it. I was like, this is great. (laughs) Budget, $110,000 adjusted for inflation. A little over $1 million. Box office, $4 million. Adjusted for inflation, $37.8 million. So Steve McQueen made a butt-ton of money when he wasn't very well known because he just wanted that $3,000 that they offered him because he was starving. He needed, like, food and rent money. And he was probably married and he had children because the man was 28 fucking years old <laughs> in 1958. He had a family to look after. <laughs> That's right. Okay, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done, Steve. You told everybody who made it. Do you think we can stop fighting about the personal lives long enough to go into the world of the blob? Yes, and I'm ready to go. Good. Can you take your hand off of your, you know... Oh, 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 yes, and I will put my hand on the arm of my chair. We're not improving right now. Oh. Stop yes-anding me. It's creeping me the fuck out. You don't want me to yes-and anymore. No. Okay. No, I and... I, shit. Yeah, come up I'm with confused. something, motherfucker. I'm right confused. now, you, you no-ended me, so let's hear it. I would... No, and... I, fuck you! Fuck you! That's a good one. <laughs> I didn't want to get too witty with it. No, and I have no idea where those Girl Scouts went. I used that yesterday. Uh, but you know exactly where they went, Master. They're in the attic. You... Of course I do. Yes, of course. Heard... They're making cookies. I, I, I smelled it. <laughs> Down in the third dungeon. I smelled their delicious cookies all morning. How do you think I'm going to lure the townspeople? It's the smell of wafting cookies, and they're so goddamn stupid. You know, honestly. Go, oh, let's follow the smell of cookies up to the spooky castle. 
I just hope they don't find out that there are consumer equivalents of virtually all flavors of Girl Scout cookies. You could be such a killjoy. I'm just you saying, it's not like that's the only place. You just need to know what to look for. I finally come up for a way for the villagers to come to the castle rather than me going into the village. And you've got to poo-poo no, it. No, I'm not saying, saying, I'm oh, just let's saying... Let's hope they're not smart enough to, to just go to the goddamn safe way. I'm just saying, you go to the cookie aisle, you just it's all different names, but, you know, it's all the same stuff. It's not. You tell me where I can buy a box of Samoas, Samoas the, the freaking Well, they're not called Safeway Samoas, or... but it's, there's, you know, they're called Sandies or something. It's, you, it's the same thing. No, the Sandy is a completely different cookie. Oh. There is no coconut involved. Well, I don't know what it's called. Look, there is a website. You get on your phone, you Google it, you find it. He gives you a list of all the What's... different kinds of cookies and what you can get at the you. grocery store. I told you, I don't want to go on my phone thing. to find nothing. That's your that's your solution for everything. Oh, let's just I go. Hey, Igor, what's a good way to get blood off of this half of the dress? And you're like, oh, let me Google it. What about? Oh, if I don't know, I'm supposed I need to find out the answer. Yeah, but you rely on it like it's a crutch. It's, it's a crutch. It's not a crutch. I don't know everything. I have a little computer. I can find the answer. What you should be looking up on Google is, dear Google, how do I make my girlfriend's face less less horrifying to me? Okay, but all I get are, are results for local plastic surgeons, and that's, it's way beyond that. I think we would both agree. And have you even looked into them? It's way too expensive, especially with what you pay me. My solution is very simple and cheap. What is it? You sew a sack onto her head. <laughs> okay, I find that offensive in many different ways. You think he's offensive, but I think he's I hilarious. Hey, Steve, let's go into the world of the blob before we start fighting Here we again. go, okay. And by blob, I don't mean your girlfriend. Oh, you... You got me again. You got me again. That's why you're the master. <laughs> That's right. I'm full of beans tonight. Oh, boy. Okay, so... The blob. And the traffic cup. <laughs> Shh. No, not you. Is everything okay? No, I was making a shushi oh. to, for the audience to shush yep. so they will keep my secret about murdering <laughs> that traffic cup. Everybody shut the fuck up about that, okay? He had so much P- PCP in his system. <laughs> I think that's why I'm like this this time around. Really jittery. <sighs> so the blob. <clears throat> um, we get the opening credits. We enter in... in, uh, in uh, I can't remember the French word in, for in it. In media res? In media res, that's right. That's right. And the year... T- Go well, I was gonna say, well, we we, we, we we get the credits where we get like the the song and the, all the little different mm. multicolored rubber bands flying at us. You know me, I I wanted to jump right over past that, and, so I don't have to think about the song because I, the song has been stuck well, in my head. Can I just say, whether you like the song or not, I really like the opening credits. I like the animation. I think it's really cool in the way. It, oh, I love the I love the credits just on their yeah. own. I think they're great. Yeah, they're almost like something. We they're don't like do something that from anymore. like a Hitchcock movie or something like with the. Well, we don't even do credits really anymore. No. Right? A lot of these movies just start. I know. No nothing. It's... No, hey, here are the people that made it or anything like that. It's just, here's your movie, shut just up. It jumps right in. It's <laughs> like, you know, the fucking thing's two and a half hours long anyway. You might as well show the credits. Mm-hmm. You're not saving any fucking time by cutting them out. That's right. Anyway. But they're not even doing title sequences anymore. No. Well, okay. A lot of the Marvel movies aren't doing any title sequences anymore. They're just starting. You know that. Well, I I wonder if Sam Raimi will have a title sequence for his Doctor Strange movie, because he always had title sequences for his Spider-Man movies. Yeah, we'll see how much he's sold out. <laughs> Boy, 
<laughs> Fuck you, Sam. No, if there's no title sequence, then we'll know. Then we'll know. They got to oh, him. They got to him. Sam Raimi, what have you done? You know what? If, it used to be fun. If I go to see Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and there's no opening title sequence, I'm just walking out. I'm not even going to watch the movie. Good for you. Good for you. You put your I'm foot down. Put my foot. You've watched 25 of those fucking movies, but not this time. No, <laughs> no sir, I'm brother. I'm drawing the line at this one, directed by the brilliant filmmaker. I'm throwing my popcorn. I'm beating some old guy with my candy. I'm dumping my Coke on top of the person that's sitting next to me. I'm marching back to the box office, and I'm going to say, give me that mama money back. <laughs> you paid with your credit card, sir. Give, me my, give it to me. I don't give me care. my money back. <laughs> Cash in my hand. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, we, so then we cut. So yeah, we 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 as as you said, uh, we join uh, the movie. We now we now bring you to the blob already in progress. Um, well, we're seeing Steve McQueen trying desperately to get to first, second so, base. So yeah, there are these girl. two people that are parked and making out, and one of them is a young woman, and the other is someone who I can one only. One of them pre- is a middle-aged woman, I, and the other one is a middle-aged. I can man. only presume these are teachers from the local high school who are trying to <laughs> recapture right. their. That's right. They're having an illicit affair. <laughs> <laughs> this is yes, uh, Steve and Jane, and they're parking and making out, and then they see a falling star, and not just any. Well, falling. first they have to. Yeah. First, for some reason, she stops. That's right. And we have to have some relationship bullshit that doesn't go anywhere and doesn't account for anything. <laughs> but she, it's there to establish that she's a good girl. Yeah. Okay. That they're not. This isn't a. This isn't like an opening shot to them fucking. If we if they let the scene continue for ten more minutes, they have to maintain that she's a good girl yeah. and he's a decent dude. Yeah. And all they're doing is making out, maybe a little French kissing, maybe over the clothes. Yeah, touching, just nothing but right? over the clothes stuff. Exactly. Yeah. This isn't going to deteriorate into a finger bang session. This is just them making out. Right. Yeah, and certainly it will not result in a geriatric pregnancy because I mean, <laughs> it's just they're just not. It's not going that direction. <laughs> anyway, then they see a shooting star. Yeah, they see a shooting star. And like a big one, not just like a little streak in the sky, but like a ball of fire crashing yeah. to the earth. And Steve's like... Yeah, and it goes boom. Steve's like, that wasn't very far away. So they, they start up the car and they drive off to find where the meteor landed. Meanwhile, there's an old man that lives in the forest. <laughs> and he saw the meteor and, too. And he's got a dog. Dog becomes... Uh, Important? I mean, the dog becomes a thing in the movie. Yes. But he locks his dog in, in the thing, and he goes, I'm going to go wander around with this old-timey lantern. And he and he sees he sees a, a crater? A, little, a crater. little crater, yeah. And inside of it is like a little moon. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like a ball, and it's got craters on it somehow. Yeah. I don't know how. Sure, it's that, 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 that kind of thing will happen, I guess. Not really. And he starts doing what all of us primitive ape monkeys would do <laughs> if we saw that. And we start poking it with a See, stick. I, and, and that, in this case, turns out to be a mistake. <coughs> well, first it cracks open, yeah. and there's a thing in it. Yeah. And then he sticks his... He sticks... Well, I mean, I mean, he could have tried to fuck it, I suppose. But, I mean, he sticks his stick in the goop. Yep. And he picks up the goop, and he's like, look at that goop. And it starts dribbling towards his hand, so he turns the stick upside down, and then the goop goes all over his hand. Uh-oh. And he's like, "Ow!" And he runs and away. And he wanders off into, yeah, he wanders off into the forest. And then we cut back to Steve and Jane, and they're driving along. They're drive. They're driving. The wind is not blowing in their hair at all. <laughs> they're going like sixty miles an hour, and their hair is perfectly. It's perfect, right? Oh, yeah. Their hair is not moving. 
That's hairspray for I'm you, buddy. That, that was I mean, they, they knew how to do it back then. They didn't, and they didn't give it. You, you wonder why there was a hole in the ozone layer for so long. That's right, because of that. But then they nearly hit the old man, and they're like, uh-oh, and they stop, and they're like, hey, look, he's got raspberry jelly smeared all over his hand, and we can't get it off. <laughs> it must off. be hot or something, because he's really I insane. See, I see Steve touch that raspberry jam a, a few times <laughs> while it's on his hand. Yeah. I'm like, wait, why wouldn't it stick? Why is it not going? But they're like, let's get this guy to Doc, what's his name? Doc, Doc uh, Hallen. Doc Hallen. Hopefully he hasn't closed up for the night because that was healthcare in 1958, everybody. If the doctor went home, you were screwed. That's right. And not only is the doctor leaving home, he's he's going to a he's going to a convention in the middle of the Out night. Out of town, yeah, one of those medical conventions that you leave for at like midnight. Doctors have secret medical conventions where they talk about the forbidden medicine. I've been to several; they're great fun. It's a great place to hook up, you know what I mean? If you want to meet, a, like, a real evil nurse, oh, boy, how many panties do I have in my trophy drawer from just going to evil medical conventions held in the middle of the night for no real apparent reason, but... 26. And always sponsored by Aetna. But, of course, the most evil anyway, of all the medical companies, if you can believe right, that. The most evil. Well, Kaiser had it for a little while, but then Aetna came up with, with new ways to really soak oh, people. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, boy, the things they do. Oh, and it made the vampires that head up Kaiser very angry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's like, okay, I'm going to... Uh, he's calling his nurse on the phone or something, the doctor, and he's like, okay, I'm going to go to... Here's some exposition. I'm supposed to be going to a medical convention, and I'm leaving, and I'm just calling you and bothering you at home, because that's... That's what I do. Okay, bye, nursey. Bye-bye. And he is leaving, and he puts a note on his door, and then Steve and Jane run up, and they're like, we found an old man. He's got... Th- Steve needs to be better at his words, right? <laughs> he needs to be better with his words, his descriptive words. Yeah, well, he gets so excited, you know. No, not the character. You, Steve. Oh, oh, me. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. Whenever he comes time for him to describe something... He doesn't. No, do he's it. just like it's, a, it's a thing. It's like a thing or a, 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 a like a chemical. Maybe it's like a. It's like if an airplane. No, wait. It's not like an airplane at all. It's it's you know what, what's that thing when you, where you play with the ball ba- and you throw it and sometimes you hit it with a stick. B- base and, baseball and baseball. That's right. Yeah, uh, but not baseball because then you catch the ball. Uh. With the a thing, glove? with like a yeah, it's like a glove. <laughs> <laughs> but the doctor brings brings the old hobo into the thing, and he looks at his arm, and his arm is not his arm is not. It's good. not looking good. His no. arm, it looks like it's nothing but but jello yeah. now, and he's like, I might have to amputate that. And he goes to Steve, and he says, Steve, do me a favor. Go back where you found the old hobo guy and see if there's anybody else out there that might be able to tell us what's going on. And Steve goes, okay. And he walks out of the doctor's house and immediately forgets. Yeah, he goes, well, yeah, he, he goes, uh, he runs into uh, his, the the other the other teenagers, right? Biffo and Rocket yeah. and Hey Ya or whatever their, whatever names, their are. names are. Because <coughs> we, we uh, forgot this part. He was driving really fast to get the hobo to the doctor's office, and these other guys 
<coughs> in their souped-up car, said, there's no way he can beat us. Right. And then he beats them. And they then they go, oh, and they're waiting for him outside. And they said, you beat yeah. us. Or no, we want to race you. We want to race right? you for the championship of the town. And he's like, I'm sorry, fellas, but I saw a man who had his whole arm replaced with red jelly, and it's gross, and he's probably dying, and I've got to... I've got to do this thing for the doctor. Oh, wait, no, he does the opposite of that. He, he, he doesn't explain like, anything. <laughs> he doesn't explain anything. He says, okay, we're going to race backwards to the light. Right, right. right? Well, because one, to, one of the other guys said, oh, I could beat you I could beat you backwards or something. And Steve's like, That's all right, right I could beat you with my hands tied behind my back. Yeah. I could beat you with my hands tied behind my back naked, squatting over in your bedroom, Steve. <laughs> all right, look, Steve, you I, got a deal. I could beat you. Let's do it. <laughs> you got a deal. So they do it. They race backwards, and Steve beats them, right? Because yeah. they race backwards towards the light. But who sees them? A cop. A dirty, no-good fucking cop named Dave. Dave no, the cop. The good, the good cop. cop. That's true. Yes, he's a nice cop who lets him Dave the nice who lets cop. him get away with pretty much whatever they want. He sees him do well, for the most part. He sees yeah. him do their backwards drag race, and he walks up to Steve in the car, and he's like, "Well, what was all that backwards racing about there, Steve?" And Steve's like, yeah, oh, a, he just gives him a line of bullshit. We get a method acting tour de force from Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. It was obviously a 28-year-old man trying to be like a 17-year-old boy in the 1950s. And he's he's swinging for the moon. He's got so many twitches and weirdness. and It's great, but it's awful at the same time. <laughs> it is... Anyway, he talks him out of it, and Dave's like, oh, get out of here, you scallywag, and don't let me catch you racing backwards again. And then Steve remembers that he's supposed to go back, but he asks the fellas, because when we first meet the fellas, we think, oh, they're bad guys. Yeah, they seem very antagonistic. But it turns out they're friends. No, Steve just wants to hang with them. He's like, what, you want to go up to the site of the meteor strike with me? And they're like, no, we want to go to the movies. Fuck you. And he's like, oh, you sure? Last chance. And they're like, no, but we're going to the movies. But you can do that. You can go up and check out, and then there's still plenty of time to go to the movies. And they're like, okay. Yeah, we'll do that. And so they go do that, and they find the cabin and the little dog, yeah. and Janie picks up the little dog because the little dog's all by himself. <laughs> and then they find the meteor, and they pass the meteor around. Steve sniffs it a couple of times. I don't know why he sniffed the meteor. Because um, of his, his keen sense of smell aids in his detection. Is that yeah. what it is? He smells this piece of the meteor a couple of times. And then the guys get bored and they say, we're going to the movies. Yeah. And he's like, okay. Meanwhile, at the doctor's place, the nurse shows up because he called the nurse in because he's afraid he's going to have to amputate the old man's right. arm. And he says, the old man is under a blanket in the operating room of my house. Yeah, because <laughs> that's how this works. It's the 50s. But she goes there, and there ain't no old man there. No, there's, there's, well, it seems like at first there's nothing in there, but then, uh-oh. Uh-oh, there's, there's a blob, a cutest little blob on the There's a big floor. blob of red something on the floor, and the nurse is like, what's this big blob? And the, you know, she's just screaming. Yeah, she's, well, she, she's like, eek. Yeah, because, you know, you see a big blob on the floor, you're going to start screaming. That's right, because the blob ate the man and his clothes and the blanket, Everything. I it guess. was a hungry blob. And the doctor says, okay, don't move. Even though you could really outrun this You could just step out of the room and you'd be fine. Back yourself into a corner. And grab that bottle of acid. I'm going to get a gun. Oh, yeah, grab that bottle of acid. And now toss it on her. Don't get any on yourself. And she does it. And what happens? Nothing. 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 The blob don't care. Nothing. 
And he goes, oh, I'm going to go get a gun. So he runs off to go get a shotgun. That'll kill a blob. Meanwhile, she tries to get away from the blob, and she falls over, and she's dead. Uh-oh. She gets She gets dead. blobbed. She, get, she gets blobbed. And then the doctor comes in and goes, oh, no. And he runs into his den. Yeah. And locks Closes the door. Closes the door. Yeah. He calls somebody. Who does he... He tries to call he, somebody. Yeah, I, I don't think he gets through to anybody, but yeah, he tries to call somebody. He's like, hello, mommy. <laughs> I need help. <laughs> that thing you said could never happen is happening. Who's crazy now? <laughs> then Steve gets back to the doctor's place, and he's like, oh, the front door's locked. And he walks over to the side, and, and he sees the doctor, and he's dancing with Goop <laughs> Yeah, he, he ain't happy. In the window. Yeah, he's screaming and whatnot. And this freaks Steve out a lot, right? Oh yeah. And he's and then Janie, for whatever reason, lets the dog go. <laughs> you know, you can't keep the dog. You got to have the dog on the loose so you can have dog-related suspense. You know. Okay, whatever. <laughs> so they decide they're going to go tell the cops. So they go tell the cops. Yeah. Right? Well, they yeah they 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 quote unquote tell the cops. Uh, Steve's difficulty now, with description comes the, into play again. All the kids have told us. That there's a good cop, and his name is Dave. Yes. And there is a bad cop, and his name is Bert. Yes, and he hates kids. Because a kid ran, because a teenager ran into his wife in a car accident once. Yeah. And now Bert hates all teenagers. Yeah. And he would kill him if he, he could. He really would. <laughs> he clearly wants to. He clearly wants to go on a shooting he, spree. Yeah, he's he's, he, as as he's hanging by a thread. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, so Steve and Jane come in. Steve, once again, fails to correctly uh, describe what he saw. Yes. He says there was a thing, it was all over him, blah, blah, blah. Bert thinks that they're playing a practical joke. Right, yeah. But Dave continues to do his job. Yeah. He literally has to tell Bert, look, they just reported that the doctor is dead. I have to go check (laughs) it out. We should at least go look. Do I have to tell you? (laughs) Yeah. Do I have to tell you what our job is again, Bert? (laughs) Yeah. Your your wife wasn't even injured in that automobile like, accident. Everybody's fine, dude. Let it go. It, it happened in a parking lot. <laughs> they were going five miles an hour. Our, our cars are made out of solid steel and iron. No one was hurt. There wasn't even damage done to the car. <laughs> it's 1958. We drive tanks. It was the... <laughs> well, we do. I had a 1954 Chevy Stepside. Nothing, nothing... Nothing was going to destroy you, that truck. You didn't even feel it when you hit somebody in that thing. No, you Just didn't. Like, well, you always whatever. had to pull kids out from underneath the wheel wells every time you got it's home. It's like it's their own fault. They like, should have oh, been shit. watching where they were going. That's right. That's right. Anyway, so he leaves. He goes with the kids to... Oh, and Bert goes too, yeah. because of course... And they go into the doctor's place, and they're like, oh, that's weird. Things got knocked over. There was a shortage. The lights are off. They turn the lights on. There's some really awful ADR. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to oh, yeah. fill in a, a blank spot in the filming. Because um, their mouths are not moving. Oh, no, no. And But the, the gist of it is that nobody's there. And in the, in the room where Steve saw through the window that the, the dock was being attacked, the door is locked from the inside. And so are the windows. And so are the windows. So uh, uh, Bert goes around outside and breaks the window to get in and opens the door. And, you know, there's the the inside of that room, that office, looks all messed up. There's, like, stuff thrown around and everything. But there's oh, yeah. no, nobody's there. There's no trace of the dock. It's, it's like, you know, so Bert's like, ah, you kids are pulling a prank. You somehow locked the door from the inside and escaped the room. And Dave and is like, shut, Jesus. 
Can you please shut up, Bert, just for a second? The kids couldn't have done this. Yes, they could have. They I, know magic. They can teleport. I bet it's witchcraft. All them kids are into that, you know. That's right. It's Satan. It's, it's all dark-sided, and yeah. I want it done. I don't want... Can we kill them, please? I've seen them throwing dice. They throw dice. We can kill them easy and throw them in the creek. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've thought it all the way through. We'll never get caught. Just let me have them for like two hours. <laughs> Then just pull up to my car with the trunk open. That's all you need to do, Dave. Jeez. Um, and then the most useless old woman comes in. Yes. And they question her. And she's in her bathrobe. And she doesn't even know where she is. And I'm talking about the woman playing her. She doesn't know where she is. She barely knows her lines. She's looking movie? all over the place. You can see you can see Dave the cop pinching her in her back to remind her that she has but dialogue. Your, your line. Um, but she says the doctor, because she doesn't know her or anything, right? She said right. the doctor called and said that he was leaving for a convention, and that's why he's not here. And he's like, oh, okay, um, Bert, you go call the hotels in Johnsonville. Was it Johnsonville? Some, or yeah, yeah, because that, that, yeah, and if the doc shows go up, have the, him call. Yeah, the hotel. Call every hotel. Yeah. Call all the hotels. Just leave, Bert. <laughs> <laughs> Make, keep yourself busy calling random hotels. Anyway, dizzy old lady, did you hear any gunshots? And she's like, yes, every night on the TV because I'll watch some Western or some bullshit. I don't know. She's useless. Then she gets down in an active crime scene and starts trying to clean up. <laughs> Dave has to talk her out of contaminating Dave the crime scene. Dave should have pistol whipped her right there. <laughs> I told you, don't touch anything. Just get out. Anyway, so now Steve and... Uh, June, I can't, Jane, Jane, have to go back to the police department. Right. And Richie is called their parents. Oh, and their elderly parents show up. They're incredibly old parents. One of them looks like a, looks like an aristocrat from yeah. a 1930s <laughs> musical. I say, not my Jane, no sir. No, that's impossible. By the way, did I happen to mention through this badly ADR dialogue that I'm the principal of the school? Where they've banned dancing? <laughs> he didn't do I that. Know. He seems he seems perfectly fine they that his daughter fine. has been out almost till midnight in 1958. With Steve McQueen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With a 48-year-old man, no yeah, less. that's right. But it's fine, because she's 42. Yeah, they're old um, enough, I think. Meanwhile, Steve McQueen's dad is like, my son doesn't lie, and if he said a thing that he can't describe... I'm actually confused, Steve. I don't know. You're going to have to explain this to me when we get home, because yeah. nothing you said made sense. I mean, you said it was a monster. You keep saying a monster. Is it like Frankenstein? Is it Frankenstein's monster that's going around? I believe everything my son says, by the way, because he doesn't lie. So if he said Frankenstein monster is running around, I didn't say it was a monster, Dad. I said it was a monster. Can you describe the monster? Yeah, it was like, uh, oh, what's that thing? You know, when you... Uh, it's like, uh, so you take bread, right? Uh-huh. And, and, and you take that, and you make it brown. You know, when you put you, it into the thing when you with bake the holes. It. When, you, when you bake it. No, not when you bake bread, Dad. When you have the bread, and you slice it. When you slice you the bread. And you put the pieces in a thing, and it makes uh, it brown. When you toast the bread. That's right, when you toast bread. And then when you put, you know, you put uh, that stuff on it, you scrape the stuff across it. Butter. What is it? Butter. But no, but it's not butter. It's the other thing, you know. J it's, uh... Jelly. John, no, no, not jelly. It's not like jelly. It's, it's, uh, the other thing. Jam. Yes, jam. I see. So it's like jam. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, the kids go home, and he's, he, 
He stage whispers to Jane, meet me in front of your house after they think you've gone to sleep. Right. Jane goes home, and Steve goes home, and then they both sneak out. Right, right yeah. Because they need to tell the town. Right, because they know that something's up, even if the adults don't believe them. At some point, Bert comes back into the station. He said, I just saw the weirdest thing. The bar, the whatchamacallit bar was open, and there was nobody in it. <laughs> and the drinks were just left where they were, and it was completely empty, and uh, that's weird, huh? Didn't that kid just say that thing is a monster that just makes people disappear? <laughs> and Dave's like, so let me get this straight. You stop by the bar during your shift. Uh huh. Again. Yes, huh? I did. Purely on police work, though. Shh, what, what police work? Um, I heard there was some teenage hooligans trying to get free drinks from the bar. That's 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 what that's that's what it is. That's what I it was. see. So when you got to the bar and you saw that nobody was there, you just turned right around and came back here, right? That's right. I did not stop and drink all of the liquor that was left out on the tables. I didn't. You, I you, didn't, Dave. I you didn't. did not do that. Thin blue line, Dave. Thin blue line. Come on. Okay. We're brothers. Yeah, are if we? I say I didn't drink all the alcohol and then cry in the corner because my wife was startled by getting an accident in a parking lot once. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to believe me. You son of a bitch. Why can't I get any support? Okay, These teenagers okay, okay. are going to kill hey, us hey. all. Thin blue line. I told you that they're wizards and they teleported out of that room. Why can't I you know. just believe that? And I haven't told anyone else that you said that because of the code of silence. Uh, thank you. You're so good. Anyway, I, I locked it up and yeah. I locked it up and I came back here. Okay. So Janie tries to escape the house, but she gets met by the most awful thing in this film. <laughs> Her little brother. Her little brother. Who doesn't even know he's in a goddamn movie. <laughs> no, and looks like every young white kid from the 50s. Except got, dumber. <laughs> dumber. He's, he's like, he's like a, you know, he's got a buzzed blonde hair. He's dressed That's in right. like fucking footy pajamas. He's got like a he's toy, got, toy guns gun. from like his, yeah, cap guns from like, his, yeah. yeah, he's like, it's just he's generic 1950s white kid. He's wearing like a yellow onesie. Yeah. And he is dumb. He is. And has a 300-mile stare. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He's seen some stuff. Yeah. He, now he's, no, he's looking at his mom off camera. And someone is, I think, whispering his dialogue yeah. to him because there's no way this dipshit is remembering his, his no, lines. Nobody's running lines with this kid. And he's like, where are you going? And she's like, I'm obviously sneaking out. Can I go with you? No, you can't go with me. When is lunchtime? That's not a line. This, this. No, we're pretending this. it's late at night, remember? My mom has two husbands. <laughs> what? <laughs> Cut. I'm st- <laughs> is that man who just said, cut he's 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 daddy two and then daddy one is working at alcoholism what (laughs) what a precocious child she says director one has a special lollipop just for her oh hey maybe lunch is a good idea lunch everybody what do you say (laughs) lunch how about lunch we didn't budget it because we only made this movie for one hundred and ten thousand dollars. So, uh, <laughs> and by lunch, by I mean lunch, I mean fuck off and don't come back for two hours. That's what I mean. <laughs> Take a break and go get a sandwich with your own money. That's lunch. <laughs> anyway, she makes him promise to stay here and and stand guard. Right? Yes. 
because there's a monster. Right. And then him, her, and Steve meet up. They meet up with the gang, and he's like, you guys got to go warn people. Yeah, go spread the word about whatever this thing is, which we haven't really defined yet. But go tell everybody that their lives are in danger. And they try, and no one listens to them. They go to a bar, and the bartender's like, I don't serve children. Get out. No, I don't. You don't understand. I'm going to lose my goddamn liquor license. You're not even you're supposed to be here. Than... That's right. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> they, get, they stop at an adult party. Yeah. And they're so fucking drunk. And they make fun of the kids. And they're all idiots. And I yeah. really wanted, as he was closing the door, the blob just is in there. And you could see it just enveloping everybody oh, in the room. that would have been beautiful. Um, and then... Jane and uh, because they need to get evidence that the blob exists to give it to Dave, who will know what to do. Right, I think that's yeah. But um, what happens is they see outside of the grocery store that Steve's father owns. They see the dog. Right, and then the door to the supermarket just opens on its own. Right, which means that it hasn't been locked up. And Steve's like, "Well, that's unusual." <laughs> and for a second, I couldn't remember the movie, and I thought, Jesus, they killed Steve's dad in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, just the night watchman. Yeah, just the night watchman who takes out the garbage and sweeps up, and he lives in a cardboard box out back, and dad throws him a couple of nickels. Because, you know, he's a war veteran, yeah. and you want to make sure that he's looked after, but not you know to the point in which he actually can better himself. Yeah, like, let's not go nuts, but, you know, throw him some My dad kind of believes in indentured servitude. and <laughs> My dad's a good man. Anyway, they go in there, and there's the blob. Yeah. And Jane drops the dog again. Because <laughs> they found the dog, and then she drops the dog. The dog's gone again. And they're looking, and the blob starts chasing him, and then they run into the freezer, and it's cold, and you can see the blob is coming under the freezer door, and then it goes, oh, shit, I don't like this. <laughs> and it leaves. And it leaves. And then they come back outside, and... They, they come out, they think the blob is still inside the store, and they're like, the blob is in the store, go get Dave. Because we got evidence. The blob's in the store. We know it's there because we just saw we it. We just saw there, it. I swear. <laughs> and someone says, oh yeah, we saw that dog going down the street. And you're like, yay. Good for the <laughs> dog. <laughs> anyway, they can't get anyone to show up, so what do they decide to do? Um, what do Honking they... their horns. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they wake everybody. They say, we're going to wake up the whole town. We'll get their attention. And then we get then we get the hilarious old man who was who hears the the because somehow they get access to the um, air raid warning <laughs> siren. <laughs> yes, they set off. Yeah, like the the town alarm. Yeah. And this old man gets up, and he puts on his. Civil, what is it? The civil, what the were civil, they called? The, the, the civil, civil defense, defense helmet. Yeah, the civil defense. Yeah. But then he hears the alarm for the fire, and he and he goes, "Oh, I got to put on." It's so funny to waste that much time on this not funny thing that happened. Wackiness. He should have shot, shot straight up and said, "They finally found the blob." And he goes and he gets a fire extinguisher so he can end this mess early. <laughs> but anyway, they make a bunch of noise. Dave shows up. Yeah. Right. And Steve is like, the blob's in there. And Bert comes out and he says, there's no blob in there, you fuckers, you gungeon, you, you spell-casting assholes. <laughs> you, you lying, fender-bending teens. <laughs> I 
I don't care that my wife says everything was fine and nothing bad happened during that accident. It affected me. <laughs> what about me? What about Bert, huh? Someone give me a reason to not start shooting this rifle everywhere. I'm going to kill every goddamn one of you. Meanwhile, at the movie theater, the blob eats the, the, the projectionist. Yes, he does. And then he sends the rest of the audience screaming into the street. That's right, because he goes squirting through the window, <laughs> yes. the projection window. Yes, he does. And everyone comes screaming out, and Dave goes in there, sees the blob, comes out, and he says, Bert, don't go in there. It's the most awful thing I've ever seen. Yeah, what's it look like? And he goes, well, it's like, uh, it's, uh, okay, so, you know, it's not, it's kind of like paint, but alive? Does that, does that make sense, Bert? <laughs> and Steve's over there like, not so fucking easy, is it? That's right, you assholes. Yeah. But then everyone runs screaming out of the theater, and then the blob comes out, Yeah. and the fire department is there, and then Steve, uh, the dog, no, it's not the dog. Jane's little brother Her is brother. there with his cap gun. Because the, the parents woke up the brother wondering where Janey was, and he said, I'm guarding you, and then I guess they put him down on the ground and wandered away looking up at the sky because somehow he has gotten out of the house he just raced and is off. now yeah. downtown in his fucking pajamas shooting a cap gun at the blob and the blob said you just have back to me what are you doing Janie grabs oh no she doesn't then the kid <laughs> runs out of caps and throws the gun at it yep. at the blob and then runs into the diner Janie runs after him and so does Steve Right. And then the blob just covers the diner, right? Oh, yes. And it's coming in through the windows, and Dave is like, well, they're fucking dead, right? They're dead. (laughs) They're dead now, right? And the fire chief is like, there's nothing we can do. We can't stop it. We can't chop at it. We can't shoot it. We're impotent. We're done. (laughs) There's nothing we can do. We're dicks in our hand. (laughs) And so they call him. Yeah. From the cop car. Yes. How's and, it going, Steve? <laughs> and Steve's like, why didn't you listen to me? <laughs> and so they, they're going to go down to the basement because they have a plan. They're going to drop some power lines onto the blob and kill it. Right. And that works and who's not the, at all. And the, who they put a ladder up and they have someone disconnect the power line. Oh, no, I'm sorry. They have Bert, the cop, shoot, shoot a rifle. Yes. It turns into a cartoon. The power line falls down onto the blob and electrocutes it, but it's not dead, is it? No, it doesn't really seem to hurt it at all. All they've managed to do is set fire to the diner. Whoops. Because <laughs> everyone's gone downstairs because they were afraid they were going to be electrocuted. And Steve grabs the fire extinguisher. Yeah. And he's want to put out the fire, but he blows it on the blob and the blob starts moving backwards. And he's like, huh, that's word. <laughs> and then he realizes that the blob don't like the cold. So he tells Bert by shouting at the phone that's still in the diner, it doesn't like CO2. Get the CO2 kind, not the other kind, or we're all dead. And so Bert goes, not Bert, Dave, Dave goes to the firefighter. Hey, how many of those CO2s you got? And he's like, I don't know, like two. <laughs> He's like, well, quick, go get them. Meanwhile, the principal is like, I say, we have several. We have like 22 of them at the school. 
And he's like, go get him. And so he jumps into the hot rod with the teenagers. They go to the school. He busts a window in it. The teenagers think that's great. <laughs> and then they bring all of the CO2 things, and they start spraying CO2 on the blob. And then they get one past the window, and they crawl out of the window, and they're all safe. Right? Yay! And then they keep spraying the blob, and the firefighter's like, oh, no, Steve is like, it ain't dead, is it? And you're like, nope. And you're like, we need to put it somewhere where it's always cold all the time, where it will never defrost or hurt anybody. And yep. he says, we'll have to send it to the Arctic. Don't worry, the military is sending a Globemaster. They're sending one, despite the fact that they just got a call from a podunk little town share, a town cop who said, we have a blob that's killing people. And the army responded, we'll send a Globemaster. <laughs> <laughs> we completely believe you and take this seriously. And then we cut to a parachute with a box on it dropping down into the Arctic. And it says, the end. And they didn't know it then, but it's true now. If the blob is up there, it's coming back. Yeah, oh, <laughs> because like Steve's last line is, well, at least it'll always be cold in the Arctic. Wah, wah, right? Wah. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> the end, Steve. The end. Question mark. Question the mark. The end? The end, or is it? It is. They, they never yeah, made they a never sequel. Made a sequel. Well, they kind of. Although did. They, they did. I would love to make a sequel now because of because of climate change. It's the I perfect would time love to make a sequel to the nineteen fifty eight blob. I would love. It's to. the perfect time. Be like, see you fuckers! Look what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> if only Steve McQueen had lived. In fact, what I would do is I would set it at a Alaskan oil uh, oil refinery. Ooh. You know. And they're like, you know, some corporate guys there saying, oh, I'm so glad you found more oil or whatever. And then everyone gets picked. <laughs> that has to literally be the line. I'm so glad okay, you fine. found more oil. Or whatever. Or whatever. Whatever we do, it's bad for the earth. And then it's just picking off all the, all the oil workers. And there's some Greenpeace people there. Or not Greenpeace, but some environmental thing saying, you got to stop. And they're like, no. And then the blob eats everybody. So it's kind and of, it gets real big. It's kind of like your creature from the Black Lagoon pitch that you were talking about before we started. Oh, recording. where the monster just kills everybody. It just the monster just kills all the people that deserve to be killed, and we love the monster. And we're like, thanks. That's right. Thanks, monster. Thanks for giving us what we deserve. So, so Steve. Yes. Yeah, the movie would literally end where the entire Earth is covered with the blob, except for the parts of the North and South Pole that haven't frozen. There you go. And everybody's and the happy. The last line is, thanks, dick. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> so, Steve. Yeah. How do you feel about this honest to God monster movie? Oh. The Blob. Oh, I would tell you how I feel about it. Um, okay. Well, I, this is a creature feature, I would say. Yes, it is. And I think it's one of the best ones. Um, Making a good creature feature is deceptively difficult. You need to have a premise that is goofy, but also easy to explain. And you need to execute the fundamentals of filmmaking. And I think the blob checks both of those boxes. Um, you know why? Why? It wasn't a giant something movie? Either a giant man or a giant or a giant, Yeah, or a, giant a giant bug ant. or something, yeah. I mean, even the best of the giant things, them, oh. was just giant ants. Yeah. And boy, we need to do them at some point. Oh, I, I love, love them. Them is one of my. Them is maybe one of my favorite creature features. Yeah. Um, but it also wasn't dude in a suit. 
It wasn't dude in a mask. It wasn't, you know, alien dude. It wasn't alien dude that looks like a person. You know, yeah. <laughs> that, any of that shit. It was original. Absolutely. And, Sorry, and, I, I didn't mean to break it. Sorry. No, it's good. It's fine. I mean, it's kind of, you're pretty much going where I was going. I mean, it's it's a giant mass of killer ooze from outer space. We never find out what it is. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what it is. <laughs> no. What matters is that it eats people, and the more people it eats, the bigger it gets. It's simple. That's right. It's easy to understand. Um, when its weakness is revealed to be cold, that's also very simple and easy to understand. It's basic. It's elemental. It makes sense. A slimy blob that likes to ooze around would naturally have an aversion to the cold, which can freeze it and stop it from moving around and eating people, mm-hmm. which is what it likes to do. Um, <laughs> and and we've got a movie that explores this extremely silly but easy to comprehend premise in a way that is direct and logical and mostly well acted and yeah. and cleverly staged. The movie builds suspense, the plot moves forward in ways that make sense. The teenagers are the first to see the blob and survive, but we establish that these teenagers are always messing around and pulling pranks and that one cop in particular just really, really hates them. So the adults are skeptical at first. And by the time uh-huh. enough of the adults... In the- and who wouldn't be? Yeah. I mean, well, seriously. The story they're telling, yeah, it, it doesn't sound believable. Um, and, and, and by the time the enough of the adults in the town, including the cops, accept what's going on, um, the blob has grown so big that it might be too late to stop it. So it's uh-huh. simple and it's it's well paced and it doesn't waste time. It's only eighty six blessed minutes long, uh-huh. and, and a lot of that is talking. A lot of that is yeah. Not there's a lot of uh, not the blob in the blob, but that's okay. I'm not. Uh-huh. I don't have a huge problem with it. Um, and despite how silly it is, it's not afraid um, to get kind of grim toward the end when it looks like Steve and Jane and the others are trapped in the basement of that diner and they're going to either suffocate or get eaten yeah Yeah. it's like it's only a matter of time before the blob gets them or like you said where they suffocate or when now there's a the fire chief is like yeah they only have about 10 minutes of air left in there and like it doesn't seem like there's anything that's going to stop the blob the cops electrocuted it and that didn't work and there's this really dark moment where Jane tells her brother just try to go to sleep because she thinks they're going to die. Yep. And the movie commits to it, even though we know intellectually that the movie's not going to end this way, right? Like, this is the blob, not the mist. They're not going to kill off all the main characters right before the end. <laughs> Which, by the way, the mist, Frank Darabont wrote the mist. Yes. He based it on creature features from the 1950s. Yes. He wanted to release it in black and white, and he also wrote... The very good remake, the remake of the of Blob, the Blob from yeah. 1988. Absolutely, absolutely right. Uh, so the movie has the confidence to go there, even though we know, like we know, this is a goofy 1950s creature feature. They're not going to kill the main characters in this really dark, serious way at the end of the movie. But mm-hmm. but it still commits to it, and it goes there, and we, and they are rescued at the last second when you know Steve remembers the cold and the fire extinguishers and everything. But it it has that moment where it's like, oh shit, are they going to die? Um, the movie reflects the creature. The blob itself is an ingenious creation because it's it's not over-designed. Um, and like you said, it's not a giant something. It's not a giant bug or a giant person or a, 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 an, an identifiable monster of any kind. It's its own thing, and it's very alien and very strange. 
and it creeps and leaps and glides. I fucking hate you. You're so mean. And slides across the floor. Um, but you know what I'm saying. So, you know, we, we and they use that. We see it oozing under the door or through the windows in the projection room in the movie theater or through the cracks mm-hmm. around the edges of the window at the diner. And those shots are just really effective. Um, and and the special effects are done with a lot of creativity and imagination, mm-hmm. you know, and they realize the potential of the blob as a monster. Like we have this creature, it has these properties. What can we do with this? What shots can we get? And they figure out those shots of let's have it ooze through the windows. Let's have it ooze through the cracks. And we can see it sort of, you know, sp- like just pushing through. That shot in the diner when it's coming through all the cracks in the windows. Oh, it's a great... Even though it's animated and it looks fake as fuck. It's a great shot. It's still kind of neat. Yeah. It's a great shot. And it's just, it's cool that they thought of that shot. You know, like it just, there's a lot of imagination and creativity with how they exploit the creature that they have created. And you can see why Steve McQueen became a star. Mm -hmm. Uh, This movie didn't make him a star by itself, but it was a big hit, as you said, and it got him cast as the lead in Wanted Dead or Alive on TV, and that is what really made him a star. And then he went back to movies and he became Steve McQueen. Um, He's not playing his usual cool persona here uh, in, in his role as Steve the head teen. (laughs) <laughs> um, because when in all of these monster movies, especially the ones from the fifties, if if it involves if the protagonists are teenagers, there's always a head teen who's like the king of the teens, yeah. and Steve is the king of, and the he's teens. the king of the teens because he's the oldest. Because he's because he's like forty two, <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. But he seems absolutely invested in this very silly material. And while pretty much everybody else is giving these typically sort of corny, mannered B-movie performances, which, mm-hmm. which are fine because that's what you expect from this kind of material. It's not that they're bad. They're just they're acting the way you typically see act, actors act in these movies. And, yeah, you mentioned how he's giving like he's he's giving like this method acting class, you know, um, McQueen gives this grounded performance that is about as truthful as you can be when you're working with material this off the wall, you know, it, yeah. and, and, and it works like it's, it's not the same as the other performances, but you can tell that he's really trying to make this work and to make this feel true. Um, so yeah, I, I like this movie a lot and, uh, you know, it, it's good. It's inventive. It's well-paced. It has some genuine uh-huh. suspense. It uh, doesn't overstay its welcome. And, you know, I love creature features just in general. They're one of my favorite genres of, of movie, especially of, of horror movies. And I think this is one of my favorites. So, yeah, highly recommended for me. I like The Blob, too. Um, there's a few things that I noticed this time around, and that's, hey, cinematographer, can we get some of these shots in focus, please? <laughs> because they're not. They're not. Yeah, you're right. It's gorgeous Technicolor. Mm. It's great. It is a gorgeous. It, there are certain scenes where it's when it is crisp and clean. There's a shot of them in their car at the very beginning that is so crisp and so wonderful. And if you guys want to watch it, you can watch it on YouTube now for free, if you want to. That it looks fantastic, and then we cut immediately to the old man, and it's like the focus puller didn't know how to focus on a moving object. Yeah, because it just immediately went blurry. And I would like to say that that only happens once, but it happens constantly. It's almost as if the person... And remember, this was shot for $110,000. They were cutting corners everywhere. There's a reason why I said nothing after a lot of the... When I read the production crew. Because they really didn't do much of anything else. This was a production company in South Pennsylvania. 
it wasn't made in in Hollywood, California, where they would have gotten a guy who has been focusing for I don't know thirty, forty years. <laughs> it sometimes feels like they got a guy who kind of knew what a camera was, <laughs> but. I, I like the movie. It has a lot of charm and personality. I like the characters. I love the uh, the ending where the principal, the straight laced principal of the school, jumps into a car with the teenagers to go get the to go get the um, the uh, fire extinguishers. Yeah. To help. I mean, granted, they're trying to save his daughter, but I like that that image of the adults and the kids getting together at the end because all the way up to the to a certain point, it was the kids who knew what were going on. And it was the adults that wanted to remain blissfully ignorant of anything that was going on, right? There's kind of that duality where every time they encountered adults, with the exception of Dave, they were all morons, right? The only time that we see them is the the gruff bartender who tells them to get the fuck out, and, and the party full of adults who are so fucking drunk that they nearly invited underage kids to come into the party to drink with them. <laughs> then they make fun of him because they're trying to tell him, they're trying to warn him, and they, they call him, uh, Paul. what is it, Paul Revere and Mrs. Revere? Yes, yes. And I'm like, these kids are about to get raped. They're about to, <laughs> they're about to get pulled into that house and pinned down. This is bad. But um, <laughs> almost everybody else that they encounter, with the exception of Dave, who is perplexed, but he doesn't necessarily believe them until they see the blob with their own eyes, which doesn't happen until the very end of the movie. No one's listening to the kids. So I kind of like that in this movie. And I'm not saying that this was unique in this film, because that happened a lot in a lot of the B-movies that came out at the time. You know, oh, these hot rudders, they don't know what they're talking about or whatever. Sure, there's a giant Gia monster somewhere. I don't believe it. Oh, Oh, look, there's a giant Gia monster. I guess those kids were right. Um, and yeah, there are a couple of dark spots. And if you thought about it, dying by the blob is perhaps the most horrendous thing you can possibly imagine. Yeah. And the blob don't give a shit. <laughs> blob can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. It's not like someone's going to convince it to move away. It just wants to eat you. That's it. It doesn't care. It, it's not us. It is not us. It is not us in any way, shape, or form. It All it wants to do is eat, move around, and get bigger. And that's all it does. And it's, you know, slow-moving and creepy and unique, and that's what makes this movie unique. Mm-hmm. And I say I like this movie because I fucking love the remake. The remake in 1988 took all of the ideas from this movie and said, yeah, we're going to show you how awful it is to get absorbed into a, into a blob, and it's pretty fucking goddamn yeah. awful. Um, if you guys haven't seen the 1988 remake, I don't know who directed it, but it was written, written by Frank Darabont, and it is just a fun, and again, it is a fun monster movie. Yeah, It's just another fun monster movie with great special effects for the time. Um and I'm glad that we got that great remake that no one seemed to watch. I guess it's because they figured, oh, it's a dopey monster movie remake from the classic. And I said, go watch the classic. It has its charms, but technically it's not a fantastic movie. It got mixed reviews. You know, It got a very familiar review where they said they were concentrating too much on their special effects and the characters lack character. And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I kind of agree with that. Um, Jane is... Jane is Jane. <laughs> yeah. She, she's paired with Steve McQueen, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing that she's going to be able to do. 
next to him because he's he's employing all the all the skills he learned in drama school two weeks ago, and he's just like. <laughs> but I like it. I like it. Is it scary? No, nah, not really. Is it gross? Only when it's on the old man's arm. But then after <laughs> that, all of the, all of the deaths for the most part happen off screen. Yeah. You briefly see the doctor with jelly all over him going, Grrk! and then that's that's it. You only see it for about a second. Um, so if you're looking for gore, watch the 1988, Bob. It's great. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. Um, and yeah, so I recommend. You recommend. I, we both recommend. We both recommend. Hey. That means you must now not recommend the movie, Steve. What movie have oh. you pulled from the anus of cinema? Oh. Also known as Hollywood. Yes. <laughs> to not recommend to our audience. It's so easy because there are so many terrible monster movies to choose from. That's correct. Um, so this is the movie I'm not recommending is a, a movie from the creature feature genre. It is one of the not so good examples. I, I would rate the blob among the best. Uh, along with you mentioned them, I think is also a great one. Um, this is a movie that I'm not recommending from a few years before The Blob called Monster from the Ocean Floor. Oh, what a descriptive title. I know. It has a couple of things going for it. Um, it was produced by Roger Corman. In fact, it is the first movie produced by Roger Corman. Oh. And it's only about an hour long. <laughs> That's all that it really has going for it. It's a, what was the monster? Was a guy in a suit? It's um, a giant. It's it's described in the promotional materials as a giant amoeba. Doesn't really look like an amoeba. It's basically just like a big, like kind of lumpy looking creature with a big old eyeball in the middle of it. Okay. And uh, it's and, and it's it's discovered by people who are you know sort of uh, taking a vacation. On a on a beach in Mexico, and they they uh, swim down into this uh, underwater cove, and they see this monster under the sea, and then it it starts you know killing people, and it's just dumb. It's just a big dumb movie. Um, it's <laughs> it's one of the it's it's the kind of movie that I think people who have never seen good movies from this genre, if they've never seen yeah. like you know it came from outer space or them or the Blob, they think that they're all like this. They think that or like the Crawling Eye from Mystery Science Theater, like they think that they're all like that, that they're just really cheap yeah. and really dumb, and a lot of them are. And and this definitely is <laughs> monster from the ocean floor. Like, but but not all creature features are like this. There are there are there are a handful of them that are actually really good and really enjoyable and fun to watch in their own merit, not just you know to make fun of or whatever. Um, but yeah, this yeah. this is this is not one of those. This is one of the lesser examples of a creature feature, and it is called Monster from the Ocean Floor. It stars nobody. It was made by nobody except Roger Corman, who eventually became somebody. Um, and that is... Well, only because he employed so many people. That's all, boy. Yeah. I mean, God, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. You don't even need six for Roger Corman. No. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that is, that is my not recommendation. Monster from the Ocean Floor. Oh, as you guys know, I like to not recommend a film from the same year that we just reviewed. And it's 1958, and Jesus Christ. Holy cow. There's so many bad movies to choose one, but I had to choose one, so I chose one. God damn it. The movie that I'm not going to recommend is made by that cinematic genius, Bert I. Gordon. Oh, shit. 
Has he ever made a good movie? No. I don't think so. <laughs> Did anyone ever ask him, you know, your movies are shit? The bird said, yes, but I've got cash in my pocket. Leave me alone. <laughs> and this is one of those. This is a, a movie that was made in response to the popularity of another movie called The Incredible Shrinking Maine. And Bert said, quick, let's make our version and we're going to make it cheap and we're going to put teenagers in it. <laughs> So the movie he made is called Attack of the Puppet People. Wow. Did they attack? No. He's a guy who's just making people small. <laughs> <laughs> and it stars John Agar, and it's boring, and it's stupid, and don't watch it. I just described the whole movie to you, and that's it. So he makes some guy, makes people small, and then they make big, big become big. And then they leave, and the guy who made them small says, don't leave, and they leave anyway. The end. What about the other puppet people? Fuck them, I guess. (laughs) Maybe they'll go to the police, and then they won't be able to describe what happened. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, don't watch it. The deck of the puppet people. Maybe if you're really drunk and stoned. You know, you're huffing paint and you're like, I gotta watch something. <laughs> drunk. My skin stoned. is so itchy. <laughs> My skin is so itchy. If you're drunk I gotta watch and huffing paint and you feel like you just need to watch a movie. That's that's right. Hey, Steve. Yes. It's time. Oh, what time is it, Master? It's time to you for you to make a terrible choice. Steve must now choose three movies that I have pulled mm. out of the vault. Give it a quick cleanup, because there's things in the vault I don't even want to talk about. But, And he has to choose one of those movies, and that's the movie that we're going to review next time during our spooky Halloween review shit thing that we do every year. Steve. Yes. You must choose now between these classic horror movies. A, B, or C. I have chosen, Master. I have chosen... C. God, okay, that's fine. Okay, don't don't lay this trip on me again. Okay, <laughs> it's not my fault. It's not the one that wanted. To I do don't this. listen. Just pick whichever one you want and say I it was the to. one I, I picked. I want you to pick so I can blame you. That's why I do it. Oh, God damn I see. it. Okay. So, had you chosen A, we would have reviewed the classic zombie horror movie, Night. Of the living dead. Oh, shit. Had you chosen B, we would have watched another movie that kicked off a genre. Because, you know, Night of the Living Dead kicked off the, the zombies and people genre. Had you chosen B, we would have watched the movie that kicked off the found footage bullshit that we've been living through for, I don't know, 25, 30 years now. <laughs> the Blair Witch Project. But you chose C, and I've only been pretending to be disappointed because the next movie we're going to review oh boy. is the honest-to-God, gory, and super-fun movie, Evil Dead 2. Oh, yes! So, if you want to get all the jokes, watch Evil Dead 2. You've probably seen it. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's Just funny watch it again, gore. Jesus. An eyeball goes in somebody's mouth. It's hilarious. <laughs> you have to watch Evil Dead 2. What are you complaining about? Bruce Campbell, you watch it and you it'll be Come fun. On. So, uh, that's it. We're done. We're finished. 
I can get back in the hunt up now. Jesus. Yeah, you Christ. and your best friend, the Blob. He's not my best friend. I'm using him for the warmth oh, and the bubbles. Okay, oh, that makes sense. That sounds more like you. Thank you. Anyway, <laughs> for late seating, this has been. I said I wasn't going to say my name in the other part. Only the patrons get to know so what I call myself. So don't say it. Say this is Jason. Okay, let me take the elixir again. This has been Jason Harding. And until next time, go see a movie this week. That made no sense. That's okay. I'm just going to go ahead. And this is Okay. And this has been Steve Shimes. And remember what I always say. Steve didn't do anything wrong. Is that what you always say it's, in the fir- in the first person? Steve didn't do anything yeah, wrong. Just like Bob Dole. It is what you say when I catch you, Master. Yes, I do. You you say, Steve, stop it. What are you doing? And you start to yell at me. And I go, Steve didn't do anything wrong. And I say, but you're still doing something wrong right now. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm doing something beautiful. Now, usually you just look at me more intensely and the jerking gets faster and I, and I just walk you know, away th- at that point. I'm like, all right, let me try to enjoy these cookies and tea. I'll <laughs> just ignore. At least I know where he is for now. Do you need to mark the entire... I, how long have you been doing this? Have you marked the whole castle? Oh, easily. Please say no. Easily, yes, easily. Several times. What are you thinking about while you're doing it? It, it depends. Different times, different thoughts, you know. Wait, if I ask you to think about something, uh-huh. is that when... Oh, okay, so it helps you think. It helps to clear my head a little, sure. Okay, hey, let's try okay. it. Okay, okay, I'm, re- hey. I'm ready. Hey, Steve, we need to get rid of all the corpses behind the castle. Can you think of a place where we can dump them? Mm. There he Let goes. Me think. <laughs> oh. I really can't believe we're ending our spooky Halloween episode on the oh, masturbation joke, but have, here we go. We still have one more to go. I'm serious. I need to know where we're dumping these okay, bodies. Okay. So I don't want to interrupt you, but uh, oh, can you point it away from the hot tub? Oh, jeez. Oh, throw, throw them down the old well. I'm so throw them sorry, down the old Mr. Well, Blob. It just came to me. It just came to me. I get it. It's I a joke. It. It's a masturbation joke. I get it. It came it to you. Came it's, to it's me. hilarious. It's like, you know. Apologize to Mr. Blob for what you just I'm did. So, oh, I didn't know I went in there. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll scoop okay. it out. I'll scoop right. it out. Oh, no, he ate it. I, I'm I so thought sorry. He, I, it, it's, he absorbed it all. <laughs> Please come up with something else. I don't want to end the show okay. like this. <laughs> Happy Halloween in a couple of weeks, everybody. <laughs> Can't we just talk about your ugly ass girlfriend? Oh, jeez. Oh, there it goes. It's gone. Her face looks like an axe wound on a baboon's butt. And you know, at first I thought that uh, that was going to be cool, but when you see it up close, yes. especially when you see it up close and it is over your head and you're on your back and you're helpless, it's a very, <laughs> it it's a very scary place to be. I bet it is. All right, I'm grossed out. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Late Seating is a Let Me Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Produced by Jason Harding. Theme music, Rollin' at Five, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod. You can find more Let Me Listen podcast productions at our website at www.letmelistenpodcast.com. You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, or just about anywhere you download podcasts. 
Late Seating is a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to support Late Seating or any of the other Let Me Listen productions for as little as $1 a month, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Let Me Listen. And thanks for listening.